Survivor Series 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan is out ill tonight, unfortunately, but we are here to talk about Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown, competing for brand supremacy. SmackDown not faring so well. Good God. Three years in a row, not only has Raw dominated SmackDown, but tonight every single match. I cannot fathom a storyline where this will be justified. Like, you just are burying this brand and the viewership isn't that far off. You're like 10, 15% and you're just treating it like a complete piece of crap. And they got the big money. They got the Fox money. Yeah. You got to wonder if Fox executives are, are there and they're like, wait, because you know, they pay attention to the numbers like ratings and viewership and the viewership is, you know, for, for them, that's, you know, obviously they're fine with it, even though their Friday night viewership right now is way above what SmackDown does. But if they're if they're watching this and like wait this is how they treat this brand like this is what it's you know like this is what it's like it, it just makes no sense to me and especially to give them that win on the pre-show and then have that not count <laughs> yeah yeah what the hell was that like since when does the pre-show like just absolutely not count at all Doesn't i mean you've exist. had world title matches on the pre-show before remember daniel bryan losing to sheamus was on the pre-show yeah, pre-show is, the, and they always say, oh, well, the kickoff show is not a demotion, guys. It's, right. It's like being on the main card. Not tonight. Yeah, I mean, they obviously wanted to make it a point that SmackDown lost every match. And there's no way to justify the Raw team with the tag teams beating the SmackDown teams because, I mean, that would have been ridiculous. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, I guess they just came up with this nonsensical idea that the pre-show win doesn't doesn't count. Are they setting something up, you think, for maybe a Shane uh, Page power struggle, perhaps? You know, every time I think they're setting something up it, where it looks like, okay, this has got to be for something, yeah. it doesn't. You mm. know, like it'll be mentioned one week and then it's just forgotten. You know, the Shane McMahon turning heel, winning the World Cup. Where has where that gone? You know, um, yeah. Brock Lesnar F5ing Shane McMahon a couple years ago, that went nowhere. So maybe they're going to mention it in these promos. Maybe SmackDown gets a draft pick out of it or, you know, gets to pick a talent over. But I, I don't see it. I don't see anything justifying this burial. They, they just murdered that brand. And you know what? I hate saying this, but I hope like SmackDown ratings tank. So that way WWE learns that their booking decisions matter. And there is a, you know, that there there are consequences when you book this way. Do you yeah. make this brand look inferior and then the ratings go down? That's what matters to them. So, Which is weird because I'm sure on every survey and everywhere online, people universally regard SmackDown as a more satisfying No, But show. it's not, right? Because Rob beats it every handily every week. Even this past week, you had a title change, one of the most unpredictable SmackDowns in a long time, and Rob still beat it in the rating. Mm. So in terms of viewers, it's still... Far and beyond, almost every week, except for like there are sure. two exceptions. I think no, I'm just saying not... audience satisfaction, though. They don't. Yeah, there's a difference between the the internet audience and the mainstream audience. It's true. It's true. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, all that money spends the same, right? I mean, internet yeah. audience probably spends more than the mainstream audience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. You got to think it's got to count for something. But uh, that was weird. But, gonna, what... but the internet audience is going to pay anyway. Well, here's the question, though, and I asked this on Twitter tonight. Could this be the last brand versus brand SmackDown? Because a year from now, we'll be one month into the Fox run of SmackDown. I think next year's Survivor Series could be unification matches for some titles if they kill the brand split. I don't think they're going to kill the brand split. Um, I think they're going to make SmackDown stronger. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Because there's so many weird uh, tangibles, right? Like it's on a Friday night, which is the weakest night for WWE. Yeah. So... If off the bat, they find themselves doing similar numbers to what they are now, first of all, Fox is not going to be happy because they're doing way better numbers. They're doing like three and a half to four million viewers right now on Friday nights at that time slot. SmackDown's doing barely two. Um, so if, you know, if they they need to put more focus on it, but if they find themselves putting the focus on it, but Raw is still doing better numbers, we've seen them try to push SmackDown and it lasts a few weeks and then they always go back to Raw. Yes. Even though this is the first time they're going to be on network TV on a weekly basis. So, I don't well, know. Break, breaking news is Shane McMahon just tweeted, this wasn't the night I had in mind for Team Blue. Tomorrow's a new day, but something's going to have to change come Tuesday. Okay. 
All right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, what they did the kind of mini shakeup this year. They haven't done a full draft since the original one. Um, hey, storyline wise, it could be a lot of things. But see, I think with Fox spending all that money, they're not going to want to say like, "Oh, we can't have these talents." You know, we're just going to take whatever you give us. I don't know how much attention they pay on that kind of stuff. Like who, who, who the big stars are. I know they pay attention to the numbers. Yeah. But do they know that WWE usually books SmackDown to be the B show and to look inferior? Are they paying attention to how many years, you know, SmackDown has lost at the Survivor Series? Uh, probably not. See, I think that would actually, they would never do this, but I think it would be an awesome little bit of meta storytelling where they instill someone in each show, an executive from NBC Universal, an executive from Fox, and they get to do the drafts and the trades and have a say over the talent. <laughs> yeah. And have them be characters on the show. Well, they both would want Ronda Rousey. And yeah. They both would want Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's the thing. I don't see either of them being happy about getting neither or maybe one or the other. I don't know. But uh, started off tonight with that five-on-five five match, the Raw tag teams versus the SmackDown tag teams. I mean, get this, man. Chad Gable, Bobby Roode, The Ascension, The Lucha House Party, The Revival, and The B-Team on the Raw side. On the SmackDown side, The Usos, The New Day, The Colognes, Sanity, and Gallows and Anderson. There are more former NXT singles and tag team champions in this match yeah. than not. Yeah, yeah. Big E, The Revival. Uh, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, yeah. The uh, Ascension, Sanity, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable. Right. I mean, this is like all NXT superstars, basically. This is all like a, a, wake, a reminder to NXT talent that enjoy your time where you're at because this is easily where you could end up. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Lars Sullivan. This is how it goes. Lars, Lars is. I talked about it last night. I think he's the he's one of the exceptions. I think he'll uh, he'll get a push. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's got kind of a unique look. I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's not like fat big. He's muscular big. Not like Cassius Ono with his thyroid problem. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> or the the War Raiders, or Killian Dane. Um, I, I I think Lars is going to get a decent push, and man, that guy is. I mean, he. I think he could be a big star if he doesn't F it up. Yeah. We'll see this match tonight. Um, I like how the new day had to introduce all the tag teams to sort of remind you <laughs> yeah. about who they were. The clones. When was the last time they were on TV? Was it this uh, year? Yeah. I think they were in like a backstage segment or something. Yeah. But uh, like a tag team match with the clones against somebody else. It's it had to have been at least over a year ago. Yeah, um, this started off as a bit of a cluster, but I'll tell you, when we got down to the final two teams, the Usos and the Revival, I wish they were on the same brand. I wish this was a feud. This would be an awesome tag team feud with great matches were this on SmackDown. The tag team division is such a joke right now that, I don't know, man. They, they got so many talented tag teams, but the way they treat it, putting it on the pre-show, not even counting it on the list of victories and losses. Um, it sucks. On a two-hour pre-show. Two I hour mean, you look at the Raw side, right? Good God. I mean, with the Lucha House Party. And the, so it looked like Kalisto got injured legit. Oh. Because he was pulled out of that match and, and Grand Metal League, you know, subbed in for him. So that looked like a legitimate injury. So we'll we'll have to take a look. Yeah, um, it was something, a lot of back and forth. But, man, the Cruiserweights made the main card, and the tag teams didn't. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, outside the Usos and the New Day and, well, the bar as well. Yeah, AOP, bar, bar. with those four teams, like, if you didn't have the brand extension, you know, that's that's a decent tag division right there. But with them divided, it, it thins it out quickly. You know what the problem is with having these tag teams that are so much based on characters and comedy is you need to give them those vignettes to make it relevant to care when they wrestle and they don't have time for both. Well, this has been my argument about NXT all this time, right? Yeah. Like when they just bring them on without any build for the majority of their audience and they get that pop from the post-mania audience. But two weeks down the line, they're, they're buried because no one knows who they are. They get no reaction a few weeks down the road. Like give them a build, give like with Lars, with that video package. Yeah. You know, do, do stuff like that. So when they come out, people kind of are familiar with them and know who they are that don't watch NXT. Cause 
a huge chunk of the audience does not watch NXT. Yeah. And the way they're doing the tags, it's just uh I love I mean, tag team wrestling, but they're you know, they they make it seem outdated with how they they, they it. run it into the ground more than the other divisions. Or maybe maybe it feels like more because they do those one-on-one matches with the exchanging of partners. Yeah, yeah, they don't have real storylines. It, it's what you just said. They just do singles matches and then a, singles matches with the other guys and then like yeah. a, a six man tag and you know it's the same formula over and over there's no real storylines ever with the the tag teams and one of the most over like big show why is big show with no idea. the bar they, they didn't ever bother to explain it he's just there it seems like it would take like five minutes to come up with a, a storyline reason for it but they don't even bother yeah and one of the most over tag teams the fashion police didn't even wrestle in their last run they just got right. the vignettes every week they're like, this is good enough. Yeah, yeah. They don't need matches. Right. You know, it's uh, kind of crazy, man. I mean, yeah. uh, so uh, the Usos won that for Team SmackDown, giving SmackDown their only win of the night. I'm going to count it. And they didn't count it, but we'll count it. SmackDown yes. got to win. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, elsewhere on the pre-show, Natalia and Ruby Riot were kicked off the SmackDown women's team because of their conflict. Now it's an issue, not like it didn't exist in the weeks leading up to this. Uh, Bailey and Sasha were announced as replacing them. I love Bailey and Sasha, so I and I love Natalia too. I mean, really, if it were me, it'd be Tamina and, and I, I love Mickey James, but really, it'd be probably Tamina and Mickey James. We're gonna have Nia win it, honestly, it'd be Tamina and Nia to taking them out and putting Becky and Sasha in as far as match quality goes. But clearly, they want to push Nia, she's next for Ronda. Um, you know, we were talking about this last night. I was wondering if, if I figured she was going to win at first, but if the the Becky injury affected plans at all, obviously it didn't. Um, but I would have rather had Becky and and I mean not Becky, uh, uh, Sasha and Bailey in there uh, instead of Tamina and Nia. But mm. you know, I thought I liked it. I liked the change. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about the match in a second. But we have two sponsors tonight, and I want to do uh, welcome our new sponsor to this episode, which is Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. It is heat on demand at the touch of a button. You can control your environment, stay warm and toasty this winter with Action Heat. Now, what's cool about their clothes is they are engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heated panels, similar to like a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees. They're powered by a rechargeable five volt lithium ion battery that lasts for up to 12 hours on each charge. And what I love about this is these batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or other gadgets while you're wearing them while you're being heated so look i love this stuff because even here in california it is getting cold lately and for us you know cold means like what 40 30 degrees maybe tops um but i'll tell you actually you know, in those cold mornings i've had my jacket my gloves for a while now i love it raj where you are in colorado man i can only imagine uh, what you're dealing with as far as the uh, the cold temperatures go. And um, yeah, I'm telling you, this winter action heat, not only is it great for you, but it is the absolute perfect, perfect gift for anyone on your holiday shopping list. So if you've got friends that work outdoors, that ski, that snowboard, or anyone that just loves the outdoors and hates being cold, Action Heat is the way to go for them. Now, what's cool about them also is they have heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layers and shirts and long johns. And you could stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Styles are both men's and women's. They've got new uh, new models, new fashion, uh, new... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They've got new additions. The new collection this year has just been introduced. Go to their site, actionheat.com slash INC to check it out. And we have a special deal for our listeners. You're going to actually get 20% off your entire order when you go to actionheat.com slash INC and check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. Make your winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat's the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid winter weather. Raj, in Colorado, how how cold does it get? I am so excited to try this. I was freezing my ass off just the other day, like uh, was shoveling our driveway with the, the snowstorm that came. Last night, it was supposed to be a snowstorm, but it was really an ice storm. It's just freaking icy as hell, freezing. So I cannot wait to, you know, I, I ordered my Action Heat. It's on its way. I cannot wait to try it. It is great stuff, man. I love it. And I love that it's safe. It's efficient. It works. This isn't like, remember those heat packets that you used to get years ago and you'd be like, oh, I'm so warm. And now my skin is on fire. Like, no, yeah. this is science. Science at work to keep you toasty and warm. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm planning to take, I'm going to the Broncos game in a couple of weeks. I'm sure it's going to be freezing out there. And 
I'm going to take it, be warm, not have those silly little, you know, packets in my, my gloves and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to have it. Yeah, I'm going to be in New York in a few weeks before I go to the shining star of the Caribbean to Puerto Rico on my cruise. But when I'm in New York, Action Heat is going to keep me toasty and warm. Encourage all our listeners to go right now to actionheat.com slash INC. Again, that's 20% off. Or you can just go to actionheat.com and use that coupon code INC at checkout to save 20% on your order. Stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Um, yes, the shining star of the Caribbean. I wonder if the clones can hook me up on a timeshare. There you go. I'm sure they can. You know, in hindsight, that's like one of my favorite games. Did you hear uh, Corey Graves make a backstabbing comment with the, Ooh, the clones? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yes. At the intro, they'll say, like, where did that come from? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is there anything behind that? We'll, we'll talk. We'll, I'll, I'll look more into it and we'll talk about it later. Okay. I'm behind the scenes scoop from wrestling inc uh corey was a little off tonight saying that uh during this women's match that sonia and mandy came as part of the stable evolution as opposed to absolution so uh, i was people are asking about it in the chat so carlos cologne has been linked with bruiser brody's bruiser brody's death who was stabbed to death and jesus christ yeah so um uh, you know it was uh yeah. So anyway, that's why anytime using stabbing or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Was that list real tonight? That supposed leak from production of the words they weren't supposed to say. Did you see that making the rounds? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was like similar stuff, you know, the like belt, but one was like girls. Uh, kill. Oh, yeah. You know, there were like this whole list. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So this women's match opened up. And, and by the way, yeah. just to make it clear, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Colon did not stab Bruiser Brody. Uh, it was Jose Gonzalez, but um, Carlos Colon was was linked with it anyway. But he, he had nothing to do with it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was the promoter on the island. He didn't punish Jose Gonzalez. And uh, so anyway. Yes, and they're saying Corey didn't say it. Woods said it when he did the intro. Okay. Um, so the women's match tonight... Five on five, Nia Jax, Tamina Snuka, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, Bailey with Team Captain Alexa Bliss versus Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, Carmella, and Mandy Rose. Carmella got an elimination early on. Mandy uh, Rose. Mandy Rose yeah. got on a paper. Naomi was the first one out, right? Yeah. There was a dance break. Our truth came out with Ugh. Carmella. Carmella, man. Yeah. Our truth was entertaining on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked that the pre-show. Didn't you think it was weird that they waited to announce the fifth member and it was Mandy Rose? Yeah, yeah. I did. What was the point? Why not just do it on SmackDown? Anytime you you build this, it's like Sabio Vega that one time in the mm. 90s. I don't know if you ever saw that pay-per-view. Uh, someone had to withdraw. I'm forgetting who it was. And they're like, there's, you know, there's going to be a mystery person filling in. And they built it's it into the satisfying. pay-per-view and it was Sabio Vega. It's never satisfying. Yeah, just 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 announce it. Put you know, tweet it out. I mean, it was going to be Mandy, Mandy or freaking Lana. Rose. I mean, Mandy it was going to be so there's only two options. Well, I thought it might be uh, uh, Nikki Cross because she did she was on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, so maybe. But you know, not enough people know Nikki Cross for her to be a big surprise either. So, yeah. Anyway. So Naya heavily booed. Man, that was. I think she had the most heel heat on the show. Kind of love it though, don't you? Yeah, I mean, they're they're not punishing her with it. They're they're taking it and running with it as opposed to punishing her. So I mean, that was clear. Like she soaked it in. She's calling herself the face breaker on Instagram. Um, yeah, and you know, from what it looked like with that Charlotte Rousey match, it, it to me it looks like it's Charlotte and Rousey at WrestleMania, and probably I don't know if Nia and Becky they could keep it going that long, or if they do that as soon as Becky's back, but. That's what it seemed like to me. See, I think Nia and Becky at the Rumble, if they don't put either of them in. Oh, yeah, but that's the problem. They have too many women's matches. There aren't going to be enough people for the Rumble that, that are people care about. Yeah, and the inner brand stuff. They don't really do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, so with this, this came down to Asuka and Nia. Uh, thought Asuka might 
pick up the win here, but nope, Nia Jax won it. <laughs> you thought Asuka might pick up the win after the I, way she's been booked the last six months? I thought this might be the start no of the comeback, way, and no Nia, might, hell. <laughs> Nia might be punished a little bit, you know? No. I mean, yeah. I, I, thought, I, this thought, was competitive. I thought they might have it be uh, Nia and Becky and and uh, not Becky. Why do I keep saying Becky? Um, Bailey and Sasha. Like, so she doesn't get the sole survivor right. thing as kind of a punishment. But I, I definitely did not think that we're going to have Oscar win with how she's been booked. See, here I thought SmackDown won on the kickoff show. And that's just the beginning of the streak, baby. They're going to keep it going in this women's match. This was, I mean, this, there's just no one on the SmackDown side that they're pushing. Whereas, uh, you know, they're definitely pushing Nia. They need that contender for Rousey, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, funny. It's going to make Nia a huge star out of all this. Yeah. Um. After that, we had the Raw versus SmackDown. And, I, and yeah. the, there was that spot in that match where she turned on Sasha, her own team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she like pushed Sasha into Asuka. Yeah. Yeah, so there's directions they can go with this. Yeah, Sasha looked good. I I. I keep hoping they do more with her because she's she's so freaking talented she's a superstar no i agree uh intercontinental champion seth rollins versus united states champion shinsuke nakamura nakamura getting that baby face reaction people singing his uh theme for the first time in ages yeah his his <laughs> i tweeted out that his gear looks like what i wear when i go skiing before i put <laughs> my jacket on it uh i don't know it, it, when they wear the SmackDown shirts and everything, I don't know. It just it they don't look athletic, I guess. But um, I thought this was a really good match. I thought this was one of Nakamura's better matches on the main roster. And, you know, Nakamura from his uh, that match that he had with Sami Zayn, he hasn't been able to replicate that on the main roster. He hasn't had that great classic match, and uh, I thought this was pretty damn good. Did you feel disappointed that Dean Ambrose didn't interfere with this match? No, because I felt like everyone expected that. Everyone was thinking like Nakamura wins because Dean Ambrose interferes. So I kind of like it when when it seems so obvious and they don't go that route. So, um, But it is interesting that no Ambrose, no Randy Orton, no AJ Styles, um, you know, like pretty big names missing out on one of the bigger, bigger payouts of the year. Well, it was during this match uh, that we'll talk about in a second. There was a big name. That on Twitter everyone was talking about a big name <laughs> yeah, right. that made a surprise appearance in this match. People started to notice him. Uh, this match did end with um, Nakamura went for Kinshasa. Um, Rollins got up. Rollins got the super kick and then hit him with the stomp for the pin to win. During this, I started seeing tweets saying, "Is that Enzo in the audience? Is Enzo in there in the second row behind that guy?" And there were these photos of some dude in a bad black wig, like like Mo from the yeah, Three Stooges. It's on Enzo's of. Instagram. He has a photo of yeah. him wearing the <laughs> that bad black wig. Yeah, and right as this match was ending, everyone had the clear as day pictures on camera. So I was like, nope, that's Enzo. Yeah, and it looked like someone got hurt. So Enzo rips off the wig and he starts, you know, doing his shtick. He's promoting some, uh, he's doing a concert or something at Whiskey A Go Go. Whiskey A Go Go tomorrow night. Yeah. Yep. He's promoting that. Security grabbed him. They kind of tackled him and he, they flew back on a fan. So uh, there's video on Wrestling Inc. Go to wrestling.com, click on the Enzo article. You'll see that video. It's towards the top. Um, and yeah, people got knocked over uh, when they were taking him out. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, what do you say? He he almost got arrested for vaping on an airplane a few days ago. He denies it, obviously. Um, what do you say? I mean, he kept getting so he kept getting in trouble back when he was in NXT for drawing uh, dildos on on the board. They had a, a big whiteboard, and and so he would they, anytime they wrote the number three, he would turn that into cock and balls. And so anyway, uh, they were like trying to find out who was doing it. It was Enzo and he almost got kicked out of NXT for that. And, and I think it was Dusty Rose that had to like take up for him. And he just does, he just does stupid crap. Um, he's, he's the kind of, he's the kind of guy you tell your kids, uh, you might be entertained by him, but don't, you don't want your kids ending up like that. And anyway. Now, if he'd just been in the audience peacefully, that would be one yeah, thing. Yeah, that's fine. Of course. That's a whole Maybe. different thing. Maybe. I don't yeah. know what would have happened. But because of Zenzo, there's video online. And you didn't see this on TV. He stood up and started doing the, en the entrance, the intro, the yeah. shtick. 
You can't yeah. teach that the hand motions and everything. And he got through it, and that's when security tackled him and dragged him out of there. <laughs> yeah, what do you, I mean, WWE is never going to take him back, or not anytime soon, at least. So, what do you say? He's yeah. a personality, that's for sure. Could have just hung out in the crowd. I think he would have gotten the positive PR benefit tonight. Universally, I do not think. I think it would have gone better for him if he just would have hung out as him. Yeah. Well, that, that that wasn't his intent. I don't think he was going there to watch a wrestling show. Yeah. He was going there to get attention, and he did. Yeah. His new uh, record dropped today. I thought he's going under Enzo now, so he's keeping Enzo, not just. Oh, he's real not real one. one or... He's still real one, but. NZO. The real one, NZO. I'm going to have to listen to it. Apparently, there's a song about his relationship with Liv Morgan. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard about that. Now, I what think do you think? Mark is what, doing an article on it. What was a bigger opportunity that he completely messed up? His opportunity with the WWE or his opportunity to be with Liv Morgan as her partner? Well, Liv Morgan was before he left WWE. I understand that, but he supposedly screwed it up by cheating on her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, who who was he cheating with? <laughs> I mean, you just Touché. never know. <laughs> Touche. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing is just crazy. This is a weird, weird era that we're living in right now. It is. Yeah. Uh, I and, like that he had the shirt. We'll, we'll talk about James Ellsworth later. But, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> I don't know about you. I think James Ellsworth is making Enzo look a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. in hindsight. It's like, oh, well, Enzo didn't do what he was accused of. We don't know if James did it or not, but. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In terms of, (laughs) like, what would, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just. Allegedly. Let me just put it this way. I'd rather be accused of robbing a bank than either thing (laughs) these guys were accused of. Yeah, but at least Enzo had a strong case. He did have a good defense. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Seth Rollins won that match. Enzo did his thing. And you completely missed it because they cut around it like ninjas uh, for the entrance of the authors and pain authors of pain with uh, Drake Maverick versus the SmackDown tag team champions, the bar with big show. This match was competitive, much more competitive than usual are authors of pain matches, but I think it will be forever remembered by the big show getting Drake Maverick in a chokehold and Drake Maverick wetting his pants. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, that's where we're at. I thought that was just stupid as hell. I think you got a badass tag team and and, and you pair them with the little guy. Don't make him look like a total complete pan. uh, What's a a politically correct word? Um, Well, even on the pre-show, they were talking about the pre-show. They were talking about size, you know, and putting him down. It's just not a good yeah, is, I mean, this is the general and, manager or two five live, live yeah. general manager, right? Like he should have some sort of uh, some sort of credibility, and you have him peeing his pants. <laughs> I don't know, it's freaking stupid. Yes, the match was okay. Aside from that, the authors of pain won. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so the SmackDown, since the pre-show didn't count, this was three and zero, right? Yeah. This was still a good pay-per-view, right? We still like this pay-per-view overall, right? Because we're going through it here, and I'm just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that Daniel Bryan-Brock Lesnar match. I love cool. the Rousey Charlotte stuff. If I wasn't keeping track of how many Raw won or SmackDown won, if, that, if it had nothing to do with that, I would have enjoyed this pay-per-view a lot more. But um, just – it's like sometimes with WWE, I care more about their business than they do. <laughs> it feels like, you know? Like, if you got two successful shows, why would you want to make one look so inferior? This makes no sense to me. But I, I, like, I like the pay-per-view overall. Yes. I want to take a moment, thank the second sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Hey. Hey, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, those days are long in the past. Back to when Enzo was a cruiserweight champ. Since then, it's all been downhill. But now you can hack your libido to increase your performance and get back that extra confidence in bed with Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. And since it's got those ingredients, you know they work. This isn't like that herbal stuff or, oh, it's like that. No, this is real science. Putting it to your advantage in the bedroom. 
Sexual performance practically on demand, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You know, we were talking about action heat earlier and the cold weather. Let me tell you, Blue Chew, in these cold winter months, Blue Chew can help you fight against shrinkage. Guys, we know it's a real thing. Man, it's tough when it's cold outside. Chew a Blue Chew, start getting it on. It's warm and toasty everywhere, especially where it counts. Stuff's dangerous, man. I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's uh, because you don't need it even if... if even if you're not struggling, as if you just want a little boost in your performance, as it were, uh, it, it's amazing. And uh, I think after by by Wednesday, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take another because it uh, it's a long week, and, uh, <laughs> and this and it works instantly. And you know, it's uh, it's ingredients that you know are in uh, uh, Cialis and Viagra, so it's already proven. And you just take it in a in a a, a tablet, and it works. Within minutes, we saw how uncomfortable Glenn got when he took it on air a couple True. months ago. Or, or perhaps how comfortable I got, how uncomfortable you and Matt got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can just picture it, Raj, now. You're in, the, you're in the bedroom with your wife or your girlfriend, as we learned last night on the Takeover <laughs> podcast. And they're like, babe, they're like, Raj, honey, what's wrong? You can't go. And you're like, sometimes I just feel like I care about the WWE's business more than they do. Why don't they see? Yeah. So I got to take a blue chew, man. Yeah. Someone asked me to take it on air. I will one of these days. I'll do it. It is where it's at. You know, my first reaction was, huh, I noticed something extra that hadn't been there in a while. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are even cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code INC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code INC to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. You know, that's why Matt Morgan couldn't make it tonight. Took that BlueChew. And he's like... Babe, I'm the mayor of Longwood, or commissioner of Longwood. It's like nice strep throat excuse. We know what yes. it is. Yes, he goes from commissioner to mayor of Longwood when he takes right. Blue Chew. Blue, um, blueprint with the Blue Chew. Absolutely. BlueChew.com, promo code INC. Try it for free. So the cruiserweights, after their GM peed himself on pay-per-view to the worldwide audience, of perhaps a million people, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, the cruiserweights had a title match, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Gotta say, Mustafa Ali's entrance was cool. I know he's been doing that for a while with the light-up mask and whatnot, but giving them the spot on the card, I'll tell you, if Enzo hadn't imploded before this, I would have thought he was planted there and Enzo was going to come into this match. Giving just the spot on the card where it was, it's actually kind of miraculous that Enzo screwed this up. He could, could you imagine what people would have been speculating on Twitter if Enzo hadn't been caught, as it were, when this match was happening? Uh, Oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I thought this was a hell of a match. I just think, uh, and, and the crowd got into it, you know? Yeah. I think there is, a, you know, usually they put the, the cruiserweight match on the pre-show and the crowd is dead. You know, they're still filing in and everything. But into the show, a lot of these guys don't watch these cruiserweights and they were into this match. So um, Mustafa Ali is freaking awesome. Buddy Murphy's great. Um Again, you know, I said this last night. I got a lot of heat for my comments about Matt Riddle last night. Mm. I was getting a lot of angry tweets. So, but uh, I, I stand by my comments. I don't see his gimmick as a main event act. Um, and I still think that Adam Cole idea. I think uh, having him on both SmackDown and the Cruiserweights, you move the Cruiserweights to SmackDown, get some personality because you need personality and they don't have any right now. Yeah, I'll tell you, I thought Mustafa Ali looked like a million bucks. He did, and there was a 205, yeah, some, uh, Tony bringing up in the chat that there was a 205 live chat. When have you heard that on a pay-per-view? Never. Never. Not even when it was Enzo or Aries or Neville. Like, yeah. no. You get some personality on that show. You have the Undisputed Era being like the NWO, just raising havoc, you know, raising hell. Uh, could it do something? Because right now, it's just it's kind of a dead brand. Yeah. Well, and they've got to do something with these NXT guys. And as we've learned time and time again, going to the main roster is not the best option for them. NXT keeps signing new talent. I think 205 Live is the place where the overflow goes. Yeah, especially because you got so many small guys right now. 
And these guys are not going to get main event spots on the main roster. You have to be, you know, people bring up Punk or Daniel Bryan. There are exceptions to the rule. I mean, you're talking three or four guys out of hundreds, right? Of, mm-hmm. of smaller guys that, you know, get that opportunity and make it. And and they had tremendous charisma and promo ability, everything. Um, so it, with that, you just, the writing's kind of on the wall. Yeah. I think it could, it could be something. Um, last night, so uh, tonight, Buddy Murphy did win that match, retained the championship. And uh, yeah, I thought for where this was on the card, even this wasn't even a cooler match necessarily, because I, I don't think the crowd was red hot after the Drake Maverick. Spot. <laughs> no, this was, this was Vince much probably better. Thought than... that. Vince probably thought they're going to have to cool down after Drake Maverick pees his pants. <laughs> Yeah, probably. And he's like, and subconsciously, guys are going to need to go to the bathroom. They're going to be thinking about peeing, having just seen him out there wet himself. They're going to want to go relieve themselves. We need to put on the cruiserweights. Yeah, no, these guys did a hell of a job. Yeah. Um, Awesome Um, match. I I really liked it. I thought it was the uh, uh, probably third best match on the show. Um, Wrestling-wise, it was probably the best, but I I found hmm. the Brock, Daniel Bryan more interesting, and I found the Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Kind of the same thing. Well, I'll tell you this one, the traditional elimination Survivor Series match, five-on-five, Raw versus SmackDown, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley out there with Baron Corbin and Leo Rush versus Shane McMahon, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio. They dominated. And even at the end, when it was three-on-one, when there were three guys left, when it was (laughs) Shane was the last one. And I was like, is Shane going to do a big comeback spot? Is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, because you know, if 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 it's his heel turn, and and if they were continuing with that, then you would think like, yeah, you know, they keep pushing him to make fans turn on him, but they didn't do that. Didn't they do the same thing last year where Shane was the last one on Team SmackDown? Or yeah, but Triple H interfered. Remember there was that whole thing. Well, Triple H pinned Shane. Yeah. But then Triple H did something, and then DeBron and the look and the thing, and Braun confused. Yeah. Braun took Triple H out afterwards, but it was like Triple H and Braun were the winners. Triple H pinned Shane, I think, to win. So I think Shane was the last one on the SmackDown side last year, too. If someone in the chat, you know, remind me if I'm wrong. Samoa Joe, they made, they punked him out. Oh my God. He was out almost instantly. Yeah. Uh, people are asking if he's still injured. Um, I don't know. It, it did seem like they rushed his comeback because Daniel Bryan wasn't going to Saudi Arabia. So uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll look into that. But this, I mean, they just dominated. I mean, Ray got taken out. The Miz got taken out. Clean. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy. I mean, this was this was brutal. I mean, Finn and Dolph got eliminated. Yeah. On the Raw if side. You, if you had to go in order of who's going to get eliminated on Team Raw, it would be... For me, it'd be Dolph, Dolph, then Finn, then Lashley, then it's you know Drew or Braun. They're both very protected. So, yeah, and then Baron Corbin attacked Braun immediately after he won. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen at TLC. Drew's awesome. He's he, they've got big plans for him clearly. But Bobby but Lashley, Samoa Joe. They remember earlier this year when they did the uh, the the brand, you know the draft and. Samoa Joe went to SmackDown and it just seemed like, wow, he, he this is his chance. He's going to be this big superstar. And oh no, here he is. See, I thought he was one. I thought Rhino was one. We hear about this every, you know, when Triple H does these calls for NXT, I always think these guys are destined to become those player coaches he talks about in NXT that are going to not necessarily go to the main roster or maybe have a short main roster and then come back to NXT and, and train a new generation of talent. But Joe has so much upside. It's not I he's agree. not like 45 that you know he's white. I have down. no idea how old Samoa Joe is. Let's look it up. Okay, let's take Samoa a look Joe. Oh, he's born 79. Okay, so he's a little younger than we are. 39. Yeah, so he's younger than AG Styles. Yeah, 39. Um yeah. There's upside to him. I mean, he's younger than most of the people on that team. Yeah. He's younger than Hardy, Mysterio, Shane. Um I don't know. I don't. It, it seems like they lost faith in him. I don't know if it's from his injuries, 
but it's clearly you know they don't see him i'm just remembering when shane was the last one and fans were chanting you can do it and the <laughs> commentary was like shane's gonna take on all three and do a big comeback and you're thinking well that's got to be the story they're telling right and then nope shane no. gets squashed <laughs> yeah. well it would have been ridiculous is shane beating any of those guys i mean look at lashley shane he, just won the best in the world sucks. tournament yeah, I mean, with what they're doing with him kind of sucks with him flexing his ass or whatever. Jesus Christ. But you look at him next to Shane and Shane pinning Lashley. I mean, come on. You know, it's like ridiculous. Shane pinning Finn. Yeah. Dolph. Dolph has been at that level for years. Finn, I don't like that they're doing that, but he, they've been doing that with him for a long time. So. Yeah. So Raw won this one as well. Raw Shane won is 48. Every Raw and Shane looks better the older he gets. I think if he dyed his hair, he would look late thirties. Yeah, but I think it's kind of a cooler look the way he has it. I think I don't know. It's, it's he's, not, he's always weird with someone with a full head of gray hair is beaten down your current talent. Yeah, maybe. Well, hey, at least Vince isn't wrestling anymore. You know, he finally hung that up. Yeah. He probably yeah, thinks though occasionally I got I got. I got one more run in me. I don't think so. I think Vince knows how he looks. That's why he's never on TV. Yeah, maybe. Um, after that, okay, so we got a lot of stuff for TLC tonight, including that little rap song they were doing. My favorite <laughs> line in the rap song was December 16th. That's a Sunday. <laughs> right. That's like, uh, do you remember Wrestle War 90, the king of the ring? They all come together and do the wild thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was this. WCW paper you Teddy Long did this rap for some reason I still have it memorized it nice yeah Max Luger the Steiners Nature Boy Sting and they all come together and do the wild thing put that on the site I know see if you can get a remastered copy from the archives I'm sure it's on the network somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure yeah you know so TLC is going to be interesting so what have they announced for that so far we're going to have uh, Dean Ambrose versus Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship we're going to have Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin yeah and you got to assume uh there's going to be more with the women there's a lot of there's a lot of matches that could come out of that tonight so Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair this went very long this was like a 25 minute long match when all was said and done I thought it was great well, 25 minute long segment because the match ended after about 15. Right. But considering how long they had to work for this match, you know, just the last few days, you know, she, you know, Ronda Rousey has been in California and Charlotte Flair came out to, so they can go over the match, but they didn't have much time to put this together. And I thought they did a tremendous job. I think Rousey's just, I think she's awesome. She was booed heavily. The fans were on Charlotte Flair's side, you know, they were on Becky's side. They were chanting for Becky when both these women came out at first, but by the end, I mean, they were for Charlotte Flair hundred percent. You know, these fans, I don't know if it's just the pay-per-view fans uh, or just a, a shifting in the tide, but it seems like they're getting more and more into the heels uh, than the baby faces, especially with the women. The women and the women's wrestling has upped its level of viciousness now, and this match made it clear tonight they're not turning back from that. Becky versus Charlotte, last woman standing at Evolution, was by far the most intense, physical, and brutal women's match in the WWE history, um, Becky getting busted open. They leaned into that heavily uh, in terms of the replays, you know, and how cool people thought Becky looked all bloodied up tonight. I thought was an extension of that. People are saying Rhonda had a blood packet in her mouth that she maybe. Oh, really? Let go too soon that it was supposed to be there for the chair spot where she was mm -hmm. choked, supposedly the crushed trachea that are supposed to be for that. But I guess maybe she let it go early on in the match. That's why she was bleeding from the mouth. That was a speculation online. I don't know. It's that seems. I mean, WWE usually shies away from blood, um, so I'd be surprised. I don't know. Yeah, but this match. So I'm gonna say this, and this is a compliment. Actually, this match. I thought this match was messy in parts. Not not mm -hmm. in terms of blood. It wasn't smooth. Yeah, it wasn't smooth. But that made it seem more real and much mm -hmm. more brutal. And even the fact. I mean, like my my wife said, she's like Charlotte and Ronda, she's like they look effed up. Like your female talent. Normally, you don't see female talent look this just like messed up as they no. did with their hair and the makeup and everything there like but that gave it such a level of reality and fierceness to it yeah i agree i thought it was gritty uh you don't see a lot of that i thought it was uh it was more intense than your average wwe match um and it was totally believable you know when charlotte finally finally snapped i i bought into it yeah i thought it was great 
and when she, she was kicking the crap out of Ronda at the end. And it's funny, like when she Ronda was walking to the back at the end, it's like I think they were expecting her to get cheered. <laughs> she was like getting booed. Oh no. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's interesting. I it sucks in a way because I was hoping that they were going with Becky versus Rhonda, and I think they're gonna go with uh, it it really looks like they're going with Rhonda versus Charlotte. I don't you're not doing that big beat down for no reason, right? I mean, do you think this is what how they would have ended it if it were Becky tonight out there? Probably. Well, I don't know. I think they would have uh, Ronda beat Becky and then go to Ronda versus Charlotte at, at Mania. I think they always had the plan for Ronda versus Charlotte. It is weird, though, how people, you know, even uh, Meltzer and people that report on this business for the past couple, couple of days have been picking up this idea and putting out there. Oh, no, Becky versus Ronda main event of Mania. Very probable right now. It's the hottest match they got. I mean, what else yeah. do they have? Um, yeah, even after tonight, I still think that's. I mean, uh, people want to see Becky versus Nia now, but here's the problem with all of this, so dude, is that if the brands aren't facing off, if they're not doing interbrand matches. How do how do they keep this going? Yeah, it's almost like you'd have to have you know you have Charlotte win the Royal Rumble or something, and so she can challenge, you know, Charlotte uh, challenge Ronda, but then. You gotta either do a, a switch or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just Becky versus Nia. It has a built-in story, but just picture the actual match in your head. Do you really care to see that? Mm. <laughs> you know, like I, once I the don't bell think rings, longer than ten minutes. I, yeah. Um, um, I think though, what's going to happen? I still think it, this is going to be the horsewomen thing, though. Charlotte uh, did the hand signal pre in the pre-show. When talking about it, I think Charlotte, I think there's going to be an attack on the SmackDown women or on Charlotte specifically when Becky coming to save her. And I think it'd probably be Rhonda, Shayna, or maybe just Shayna, Des uh, Jessamine, and the other one, Shafir. I've, I've tried to learn the names, Raj. I know you keep saying no one can remember all their names. I'm trying. I'm making an effort. 95% of the people that watch WWE can't name all four of the horsewomen. But yeah, Which Marina Shafir. Yeah, which is weird that they didn't come out to save Ronda tonight. No, that seemed weird. Like... No, they just started. They just started working live events like a month ago or two months ago. They're green as hell. They'd be exposed right away. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's they're not properly trained. So either you have them in there, these women that no one knows, and they don't do anything. Then it's like, what's the point? Um, yeah, I mean they're green as hell. They're they're not close to ready. So I just see no benefit. Ronda Rousey is a bigger star by, by herself than being paired with these other women that no one knows. And that includes Shayna Baszler. Outside of NXT fans, people don't know her. Shayna tweeted uh, quite a bit tonight, but I guess one of the horsewomen tweeted they're coming for Charlotte in the coming days. So uh, we'll see. I see what see happens. I don't see I, they could do it, but I and especially because Ronda has so much influence, they could do it. I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, with Becky and Charlotte, well, even this tonight. So this was kind of a heel turn on Charlotte's part, which now with the hug in retrospect, Becky Becky hugging Charlotte kind of works because either Charlotte's coming over to the dark side, or now Becky's going to be more of a face, Charlotte more of a heel. I don't know. I, th I like where this is all going. I thought tonight's match was good. I think Ronda's devalued being put in a multi-person tag team match at mania as opposed to singles i think she'll be in a singles match at mania but i let's say i think the horsewoman thing i don't think the horsewoman thing is going to be one match i think it's going to be a feud in the way they set this up going forward they, they haven't wrestled in nxt yet uh well they did the other night it airs wednesday they uh but i don't want to spoil it right 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 but you know what i mean like yes. they haven't had a takeover oh, match uh outside of uh, obviously shana baszler has but uh the other two there's they're so green yeah shana versus becky could be cool yeah that could be actually yeah. you bring shana up that's something i think just the four of them is a waste yeah well we shall see tuesday see once again SmackDown is the show I care about watching the most, even after this night. Even after the way they were punked out, Raw tomorrow night, sure, whatever. I'm really looking forward to SmackDown, seeing where this goes uh, as far as Charlotte and Becky. I want to see uh, where things are going with Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah. I want, I want to see even how SmackDown recovers from this loss. I really was impressed with Daniel Bryan tonight. I, I yeah. like where he's taking this heel turn. I, I, I think they should have waited a week for the heel turn. I think the match would have had a lot more um, a, a lot more interest or, and crowd reaction if Daniel Bryan was a babyface. Like, like if he low-blowed AJ and won the title, but it was acting like a babyface. And then next week, they did the full, like he fully turned heel. Um, I think that would have been more effective. Yeah. Uh, so Ronda won that match by DQ tonight when Charlotte hit her with the kendo stick, then beat the crap out of her after with the chair. Wrapped the chair around her neck. It just on kept it. going. Yeah. Something. Ronda's blood matched her outfit. That was kind of, that mm, distracted there me. There you go. Yeah, like it, it was very color coordinated. <laughs> um, and Rhonda, she's got to not do that eyeliner, that big, the big red glasses that are painted on the the top of her eyes. I think she, it, I don't know, she just seems like less of a star with that stuff. She didn't look as tough, but she, I mean, I think she allowed herself to look vulnerable in this match tonight. You know, I mean. It yeah, says but, something about her that she's willing to let the crap be kicked out of her. No, no, way. that part's yeah. fine, but don't don't dress like the hamburger, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was thinking of Eric Carr, the the drummer for Kiss that replaced Peter Chris. Peter Chris was the cat. Eric mm. Carr was the fox, yeah. and that was similar to his makeup, his fox eyes. Yeah, but the hamburger, sure. Looks like she's gonna rob a bank or some burgers or McDonald's. <laughs> she loves those hamburgers. Hey, is the hamburger still cool? We have to ask Nick on the Wednesday podcast. I don't even know if it's still a thing. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't pay attention to what McDonald's is up to. Um, then we had the main event tonight: Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion Daniel Bryan. I don't know about you. I was really uncomfortable for the first couple minutes of this match with Daniel Bryan getting tossed around. It looked like he landed on his neck a couple times. Yeah. That was I, all part of a strategy. Yeah. I love, so I love Brock Lesnar matches because you just don't know what's going to happen. There's, they seem way more unpredictable than anyone else, you know, any other person. So I, I just felt that going in, like he could just destroy Brian. You know, it could be a five second, you know, five minute squash. Um, or it could be like his match with AJ last year, and that's what it turned into, where he's killing him for a while, and then Brian turns it around, and then you bought like a lot of those, uh, a lot of those close counts that Brian got, you know. So I, I, I really like this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought Brian was outstanding. I think Daniel Bryan is just a genius, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where he takes the seal turn thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to SmackDown, like you said, to to see yeah. where they go with it. So he he rope doped him tonight, let himself just be ragdolled around that ring. F5 after F5 after F5. Um, Brock launching him like a lawn dart. And I don't know if you had this thought, but I was thinking Daniel is so much lighter than what Brock is used to doing this. That's why it was potentially unsafe. Because the physics were different of it. I was really worried for Daniel for a bit. I think Brock, with the Singh brothers last Monday, I think he realized, like, you have to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. stronger than I uh, than I'm used to. Like uh, you know, it's one thing giving Braun Strowman the Germans or, or John Cena, but yeah, Daniel Bryan's a lot smaller. Yeah. So after about five minutes of this, uh, felt like it went on forever. Daniel started kicking him in the face, and then Daniel got a lot of offense in. Like yeah, the knees to the head. I mean, they were believable. I mean, it. I I almost thought they were going to have Daniel Bryan win to justify all the SmackDown losses. Sure. Know? Seemed like he could have, but then all that crazy grin and yeah, I liked his kind of vibe. His kind of like I've snapped now. You know, that, and also it's kind of like I'm smart and I know what I'm doing, and know, I know I'm smarter than everyone else. I think he could pull that off because he is genuinely a very smart guy. Yes, and he understands the business more than you know almost anyone. So I thought it was cool. I like this comeback sequence. Um, I wish wish he would have won. That would have been a nice surprise ending. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, what we talked about last week. I, there's a handful of people that have been Brock, you know, Roman, Goldberg, Cena, uh, Taker. Yeah, obviously, Vince, you know, protects Brock. Uh, and it, Triple H also beat Brock. But, um, you know, he's very protected. Is our Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles the guys he's going to give a victory over Brock? 
that's like giving him a victory over Undertaker. There's only a hand, very few people that are going to be Undertaker at WrestleMania right now. Hmm. And, uh, you know? Well, it was weird. I was watching uh, before the pre-show, they re-showed Brock versus AJ from last year. And I'd forgotten how competitive that was. AJ could have won that match. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. Brock, if he likes you, <laughs> you know, you can get an awesome match out of him. Uh, you look at Brock and Dean Ambrose, and that match <laughs> was the shits. Yeah. And Brock didn't like Dean, didn't want to give him anything, um, and the, and it showed. But if he respects you, he'll he'll sell for you. And Brock's selling was great in this match. I mean, he legitimately looked like he was getting hurt and he was about to get beat. Yeah. I thought he was great. I, I love Brock. I know a lot of people hate him. I don't like him as universal champion. I don't like the title being away, but I love Brock's character and I love him being around, just not as the as the champion. Yeah. Well, Brock uh, won tonight. It seemed like it could go either way, but then ultimately Brock hit one F five too many. Covered uh Daniel Bryan got the pin. Who's Brock gonna face at Mania? I mean, Braun again? Maybe? Mm, no. McIntyre? Braun they're going to do at the Rumble. They, they already got that storyline. Braun, It's going to be Braun and Corbin at TLC. And then Braun gets Brock at the Rumble. Braun could win the title, and, okay. and but I don't see that happening. I think it's, I think it's going to be Drew. Yeah. I think it's going to be Drew is going to be this dominant heel. Gets a shot against Brock, and by the time WrestleMania comes, everyone's going to be on Drew's side in that match, and it turns him babyface. That's what I see happening. Is Drew accompanied to the ring by a reunited 3MB with Hornswoggle? They could. He Slater was not happy about being left off of the Survivor Series tonight. Do you see his uh, yeah. his Instagram post? I didn't see that one tonight, but I saw on Twitter when he posted about it. Oh. 3MB was over, man. Hmm. I'm sure you don't want to put Drew anywhere near that. You don't want to remind anyone that he was in 3MB. It's weird. Drew looks like such a kid a... now from that era. Kid now? No, no, kid kid back then. Oh, back then. Yes, look yes. At it yeah. now compared to Absolutely. Now. Yeah. He looked it looks like two different people. I mean, Drew even says like back then he was a boy and that's a great way to put it cuz he looks just way different. He's he's a completely different animal now. He's more jacked. He's more, uh, you know, the hair on the chest helps. It doesn't make him look like a. he's in, you know, his teens. <laughs> so, Did you watch uh, the 3MB table for three on the network? I saw a little bit of it. I haven't watched the whole thing, but. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Revisiting the past highlights. Yeah. Ginger and Heath are pretty much where they were before. No. So weird. I mean, just the way this business cycles with these guys. And I think that's probably how they just have to resign themselves at a certain point. It's like some some years you got something, some years you don't, as long as you're still under contract, you know. Yeah. There's always food and catering. Sort of hang out. Doing all that traveling for catering. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be weird. Yeah. Cause you know. I hate traveling. Yeah. So to go that far just for that, it's gotta suck. Yes. Anyway. Um, so that was Survivor Series, man. Yeah, I liked it. I thought overall it was not a bad show. I did not like SmackDown getting buried. I didn't like the booking decisions, but I thought the matches were good. I was entertained. Um, so I thought it was overall pretty, pretty fun. Your thoughts? Glenn? Oh, there we go. Sorry, you broke up for a sec. Oh. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't everything I hoped it would be, but there were some definite high points. It did not feel like a waste of my time. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Lars Sullivan's coming to the main right? roster. Anyone else you see? Uh, we talked about this last night. I said Lars, right? Didn't I yeah. call that last night? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to predict. I think EC3, I could see him coming up. EC3 is more of a main roster guy than NXT Where's guy. he been? He's been around. He's been working the... He was at the tapings last week. Gotcha. I think I'll double check that, but yeah, he's more of a main roster guy. He, he doesn't have those Johnny Gargano type matches, right? Like he, he's got a great character, uh, great personality, but when the match starts, he's a little more Elias. Like that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, we'll see man tomorrow night, raw Tuesday night, SmackDown. 
We'll be here right after it ends on the East Coast tomorrow night to talk about Raw. Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, talking about SmackDown. Uh, what else do we got? What else is in the... Ellsworth. Oh, Jesus. So what happened exactly? So this girl, 16 years old, claims that Ellsworth sent her photos over DM. Um, dick pics. It's just, you know... As the kids say. Why censor it? Yes. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. And so... He issued a statement via his attorney that he didn't. He he denies it. Says he has the utmost respect for women. Uh, she tweeted out some photos. It looked they looked genuine. I don't know if they are or not, but of him, you know, posting selfies of himself, but nothing nude or anything. I don't think she released any of that stuff. So oh no, she did nude photos. So what was going on in this, this was such a weird situation. People had to remind them. I know this was yesterday. She was saying, I have them DM me and I'll send them to you. And then people had to say like, Hey, you know, asking a minor to send you somebody else's nude pics is as illegal as sending distributing material. Uh, But she was, and some people posted those and what they were, um, there was video where she actually took the video with another device of her opening it on the phone, opening the Snapchat name. And then it's like, Whoa, I've seen Ellsworth's, you know, junk. Um, there's like one where he's like sticking his tongue out and like licking his lips. Yes. It could be a very elaborate fake. Right. It could be, could be, but you know, this is just horrible, inappropriate, criminal, stupid, I mean, the list goes on and on of everything this potentially is. What happened? So Anthony Weiner, right? He's yes. the most famous dick pic guy of all time. What <laughs> happened with him? Because he didn't get sent to jail for the just the dick pics, right? It was something else. No, uh, it was originally the dick pic, and he meant to DM it, but he accidentally tweeted it, and then people were like, "Why?" Well, that's how he got caught. Yeah, but when um, he actually got charged for. No, well, he did actually get charged because. <laughs> Did you watch the documentary about him? No. Okay, this is just like astoundingly stupid. So what happened was he resigned from Congress and then he was like, I'm a sex addict. I've got a problem. I remember that. And then a year later, he's like, I'm going to run for mayor of New York, guys. The sex addiction thing is behind me. And then it turned out he was sending dick pics to another chick using the alias Carlos Danger. Um, and then he got caught from that, had to like got his ass handed to him in the New York's mayor's race. And it's like, yeah, guys, I've got a sex addiction. It's a problem. I'm finally going to get treatment from it, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out like eight months later that he got busted sending uh, inappropriate photos to someone that was underage. To a minor. To a and minor. That, that led to prison. No, what did, not only that, that's why the FBI, because his wife was Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's top aide, that's why some of those emails the FBI was looking into when, right. remember a couple days and before the election? Like, like two right weeks before, before the election. election. Yes, it was because they were looking into his emails that were on the shared computer with hers, and that had some Hillary Clinton emails on there, that whole thing. So Anthony Weiner, like, that was literally his third strike was when he went to jail on. The rest, he was just a dumbass. Yeah. So there is a precedent. So sending photos to a a minor is prison time. It is very clearly against the law. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. I mean... uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a serious allegation. So if she's making it up, that's really bad for her. Um, but if she's not, I mean, that's that's a serious crime. And he's retained uh, legal defense. Got yeah. a lawyer issued a statement saying he denies it. Seeing what I have seen, I have a very tough time believing anything other than her. We, but we don't. Know. But again, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Uh, but obviously this act is reprehensible and, um, if it's true, if it is true, even if it's not true, I don't see anyone booking him again, you know, yeah. uh, any big company, WWE is not going to touch him again. They are not bringing him back. No, that, no. but that's part of what I thought tonight when Enzo was in the crowd, I was like, maybe this Ellsworth thing has made Enzo's, you know, not being guilty of things look much better in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's dirty. It's the world we live in, man. It's gross. Anyway. It's just it's just weird. We don't know if it's true, but if it is, it's disgusting and they should you know throw the book. Yeah, absolutely. But if he's innocent, that's fucked up.
If he's in, it's very <laughs> fucked. Because if you look at the videos and stuff, if he is innocent, this is very elaborate. What is yeah. like someone faked a Snapchat UI? Now, maybe it was a different or similar username. I don't know. But this is a very elaborate setup based on the evidence that's been posted if for some reason he is innocent in all this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's for a court to decide. Uh, but the court of public opinion is already saying, like, boo, Ellsworth. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just the world we live in, man. Doesn't it make you glad that you're married? Happily so. <laughs> so, so much easier. Even if I would not do that with my wife, I could take my blue chew. I'm not sending pics, you know? It's true. And if anyone. someone DM me, if someone DM me and like tried to even ask, I'd be like, well, this is clearly a setup. <laughs> this is clearly somebody trying to set me up. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. If, if, if I was, before I was married, if someone I was dating asked me for that, I'd be like, you know, what are you trying to do here? What is this con? Well, and she did, the, 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 the girl, and I say girl, not even woman, because she is 16. The girl is saying she did not ask for this. She did not solicit these from him. She says it was unwanted. And I don't know about you, I have never understood that move. I mean, I can kind of see if you're in a situation where somebody specifically wants, but again, me, I'd think it was a trap. But um, I could see if your situation someone's like, oh yeah, that'd be really hot, send me this. But if to just be kind of like, bam, check me out. Who in the fuck thinks like that? That it's like, this is my move, guys. I just send out the photo. I don't get it. Don't Even get with it. Seth Rollins. I don't understand why. And his had his face in it. Jesus, God, what was he thinking? Stuff can get leaked at any time. Why, why would you ever do that? So anyway, it's all very weird. Yeah. Even if my doctor was like, send me some photos, but like, I think I'll come into the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have that awkward time in person. Um, anyhow, any uh, more positive note we can go out on here? Uh, we're getting a little break this weekend with Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, should be a big raw tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see when Lars Sullivan, I, my guess would be that he debuts the, the night after TLC. So they, they air the vignettes and, and I think he's going to be, you know, he's the kind of guy that Vince likes. He's over 300 pounds, big dudes stands out. Uh, I think he could be a big star. Yeah. Take we'll over. I think one, one the weekend for sure. As always, as always. As always. And I think EC3, maybe Velveteen Dream. I don't know. But uh, and th there's always someone random, right? You're like your Noe Jose's or your uh Vaude villains. So maybe carry TM TM61, someone like that. I'd completely forgotten about TM61 in their existence. <laughs> so maybe someone like that. Oh, Starcade next Saturday. Yeah, it's airing as a one hour special on the night Sunday. after. Yeah, the night after. So it's not known what matches are going to be airing. They've been doing these tests at these uh, special live events where, uh, you know, they have their production crew, but they don't really have announcers and things like that. They did that with the NXT tapings the other night. They didn't have announcers there. So, uh, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll be back here 24 hours to talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from Survivor Series. And until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.